previously on CCTV. This is your note. The lyrics violated their previous agreement that they would not insult each other in public. It's like they were dressed kind of gave like church ladies. Like it's just Beyonce. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. The group was ready to come together one more time in 2004. This time, all three members co-wrote the majority of the album and shared the lead vocals more evenly than they had in the past. They were inspired to write a concept album that would take you through a woman's relationship journey of excitement, heartbreak, and acceptance. We mm -hmm. love that. So the first single from the Destiny Fulfilled album was Lose My Breath, which marked a triumphant return for the group featuring a music video where the members had dance battles with their doppelgangers. The song, much like their other singles, was a huge commercial success across the globe. Yeah, I remember seeing it on 106 in Park. For whatever reason, this video was like top tier editing at the time. It was so simple, but literally it was just a split screen. Keep the camera in one spot, like switch it back and forth. You know, stuff we see now like on cell phone apps, right? But at the time, man, I remember, oh man, we were all excited for Michelle's bridge because she ate that up. We all knew that she was a bridge queen. When you ask for some, can't make me say, ooh. if I say that to anyone right now, not anyone. <laughs> But a certain kind of person right now, they would respond, when you ask for some, when you ain't really want none, you know what I'm saying? Or like when she, when she does it live, when you ain't really want none, she gets <laughs> Like she was giving it to you. You can see her busting it. Like you can mm -hmm. see her actual personality, like the little feistiness that she has through it. Like again, it was just so cool to watch this video, see this comeback. The video annoyed me a little bit because if I did this whole dance battle in the street with some disco girls, or like vice versa with some street hip hopping looking girls. And then all of a sudden these chinchilla coat fur wearing just wine your waist girls came out and they won the whole battle. I'd be mad. <laughs> I'd be mad. Talk about some, you know, it's my breath. They just whined the whole time. Yeah, and then yeah. the song's over. And then all of a sudden the disco girls are mad and the street girls are mad. I was like, oh. And so many iconic ver moments in this video for sure though. Like, you know, the, the, the breath. I remember dance crews like on mm -hmm. 106 in Park. For the wall out Wednesdays, used to come out and, with the dust. We're like, ah! Like, <laughs> it brings like a lot of good memories, this song. It does. As yeah. you can see. <laughs> I mean, like you mentioned, can we just talk about the glow up that happened yeah. here? Like for yeah. all three of them. Like yeah. Kelly and Beyonce, you know, they were like Pikachu going to Raichu, you know? But Michelle was Pichu going straight to Raichu. She skipped her Pikachu yeah. era. <laughs> And she went straight to like <laughs> mega, mega pop star. Yeah. You know, I guess with yes. the bigger hair also came the confidence, the presence, the vocals. She can dance now. Like she was yeah. killing She's that like... choreography, like you said. <laughs> like just massive improvements. Yeah. Like those performances and even in the video with the with the fur coats, when they're just when they're just walking, <laughs> yeah. like the presence is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's oh. amazing to watch, and it, like it's only a couple years later. It's not like they disappeared for ten years, you oh, know. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. So this is insane. Yeah. This was like, this is still one of the most exciting pop comebacks ever because it was just so satisfying. Where they truly leveled up. Yeah, you know, a lot of these groups sometimes they come back together, and it's like, oh, no, time has passed. In this case, <laughs> time clearly had passed because they had all 
gone straight to the next level. Yeah. A couple levels. What a time. The song, though. Yes, the song is pop perfection. I love the drumline beat. Mm -hmm. The chorus is simple, but super, super catchy. And yeah, each member, I love Kelly's verse as well. Yes. (laughs) It's so, so good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And can we talk about Destiny Fulfilled as well? What do you think of the album? I was listening to R&B a lot at the time, like especially with 106 and Park feeding us the trends at the time. So I was just like, oh, yeah, this is cool because it's not like a very neo solo. So I grew up with that kind of sound. This album fit into what I was listening to at the time and feeling like I didn't understand any of it whatsoever. But the the the, the whole feeling of what was happening in music, I felt naturally gravitated toward it. Um, I liked it like in terms of sound like bad habit for me i love because it's like you have kelly singing lead right but she's also lead like, melody in the harmonies so it's not just beyonce being the melody and then the other girls tacking themselves on mm-hmm. it was kelly's lead and i was like oh i love that things like that um and i have a friend who's a beast and oh my god and she used to sing free to me all of the time um shout out to maya um but yeah like relentlessly is another song on this album that she loves too but we'll talk about that later but uh yeah oh my gosh this song just kind of fit in with the whole neo soul r&b situation it was really mature even though kids my age at the time we didn't know what the hell they were talking about like the true appreciation didn't come until like you know, 20 something years old. Totally. I mean, I'm only slightly older than you. And I also didn't understand the concept of this album either. You know, like I did not get that it was telling a story and that you had to listen to the whole thing in sequence. And it was like about this, you know, very messy relationship and kind of this journey that Kelly's character that she was playing was going through. Like I was way too young to understand that. So I was actually disappointed by the full album when I was at that age because Mm. you come with lose my breath which is so fierce and so strong and then the next single is also that and then as you listen to the album it stays very mid-tempo and kind of just very light and then it ends on a very joyful but also very just subtle note you know so it's just kind of like the energy just kind of dies by the end of it so yeah, especially coming back from like Survivor and then before right. that, writings on the wall where they had hit after hit after hit. After yeah, hit, so this just like, wasn't yeah. what I was expecting. And yeah, mm-hmm. as a young kid, I also did not fully get it. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older, I love this album. I think actually every song is so good on it and they each really do add to the story. Like each song yeah. is fully intentional and plays mm-hmm. a part. Um, even the B-side, Game Over, which was on the mm-hmm. Lose My Breath single, Like, that's really strong as well. So, yeah, they were definitely in a really good spot, like, songwriting-wise, for sure. And I love that all three of them played a more equal role across the whole thing. Like, like you said, you know, Kelly got a whole song by herself. But, you know, it wasn't just Beyonce first verse, Kelly second verse, Michelle Bridge. Like, you actually had moments where... They all sang different parts or sang with each other or sang over each other. And it was was much more inclusive. 
um, which made know, sense for sure. And speaking of which, about uh, keeping the momentum of singles, the second single was Soldier, featuring two of the hottest rappers at the time, T.I. and Lil Wayne. And like Lose My Breath, it peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. I love how simple the production of Soldier is. Like, it's mm -hmm. just a beat and some little keyboard flourishes. Down. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, that's very Southern Southern hip-hop at the time, you know? like It's David cool, Banner. though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, Southern hip-hop was really hot around this time because Lil Wayne's from New Orleans, T.I.'s ATL. Like, David Banner was also really prevalent. Oh, my God. The Southern rapper wave was wild. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I think they, they were kind of clever with matching up, like, the girls are like, you know, kind of like pop icons with this hip hoppy sound. Mm -hmm. And the vocals are so good on here. The melodies yeah. are really good. I love the little hooks in there. Mm -hmm. It's definitely one of their cooler songs across the discography. Mm -hmm. And again, a level up from them being the side chick for basically the first two <sighs> albums <laughs> that now they're like, oh, no, we know what we actually deserve and want in a relationship. <laughs> And I love the video as well. I love that it's all black and white. It's super simple, but their presence is great. And I love Solange's little cameo with her with her pregnant belly at the time. Yeah. <laughs> the Southern hip hop production, I think that's that's what made a lot of non like girl group fans like listen because it was just like, okay, this sounds like a like a old school like trap beat kind of like mm. a Southern hip hop. So without listening to it, without knowing that the girls did it, if a guy heard this song and heard like two of the hottest rappers at the time you're introducing yourself to this whole like other like market like new audience i mean beyonce mm -hmm. was already kind of linking up with jay and kelly with nelly so they already kind of had that pull but ti and Lil wayne were like hot stuff so again when you when you've made it that far in your career you can ask anybody you want at that point to be on your songs and they're gonna say yes um and i think and i think it, it was really cool because we really hadn't heard like a, a real male feature from them as a group like missy elliott was a rapper feature yeah sure timbaland yeah but timbaland always kind of just plugs himself in but mm -hmm. everything else up until that point there were no men there was no mm -hmm. man on bills 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 there was no remix kind of hidden in the cut somewhere it was like no and this one was like what you gonna do for me well i can do this for you girl okay you know i love that we love that part so the third single from the album was mm -hmm. girl which was a pivotal moment in the album during which beyonce and michelle comfort kelly through her abusive relationship without the context of knowing what kelly was actually probably going through around the time um because she um mentioned it in dirty laundry she never gave a time frame of when it when it would have happened um but this was before she went to europe and stuff like that so i'm pretty sure like just kind of not pretty sure i'm guessing at this point it could have been around the same time when she was singing this and like actually mm -hmm. living it in the music video so ooh, it's a little it's a little little spooky um i do like the video though um and also the conversational nature of the song is mm -hmm. really nice um because i know if i sing it with my friend and her sister they we would all like sit there and go 
song, you don't have to be. You know, (laughs) it's very conversational. And I like that about the lyrics that you can actually hear certain phrases or hear yourself saying some of the things that were being said or like, you know, you don't have to hide from me. We've been friends for so long. Something's wrong with you. Tell me, you know, and it also is a testament to the relationship. Um, So it's a lot of it's just a lot of layer of just connectivity going on here. And I like that. Yeah, the whole kind of intervention aspect of the lyrics is really yeah. interesting. And they did a really good job with the vocal production on this because mm-hmm. Beyonce and Michelle really do sound so warm mm-hmm. and and friendly on it. Like they really are just concerned about their friend, yeah. right? And then you can hear the frustration in Kelly's verse as well. Like the whole thing yeah. is done really, really well. And I love Beyonce's super extra ad libs all throughout <laughs> it because they're not, they're different lyrics from the rest of the song. And it's just more like reassurance that yeah. she's like there for Kelly. And th- again, they're super, <laughs> super extra, but they're great. And yeah, the Sex in the City parody was smart as well. Yes. So the final single from the album was Cater to You, which is a song about one's love and devotion to her man. And this song has since faced some backlash for the subservient lyrics. We should note, though, that Cater to You was actually a big hit as well. So all of these songs have continued the trend of this massive success and really have solidified Destiny's Child and their legacy for sure. But yes, yes, Cater to You, what do you think? It's interesting because I am a girl power kind of woman. I would say that I like to think I am. Um, But I very much like the song. Even as an older girl, I like it. Um, I get the whole submissive thing like a little bit, right? Like when you have someone that makes you feel safe enough to follow their lead, you, this is kind of like the result of it. Cause you don't have to be like, I have to, you know, so I have to stand up for myself. I can, as people say, I don't have to be in my masculine energy, but it's true. And you feel comfortable enough with someone. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. That's the buzzword, masculine energy, my feminine energy but it's true when you don't feel like you have to constantly be like assertive and you let someone else do it it feels so good because me when i'm in like a healthy situation or a good situation i'm very much yeah sure whatever you want but i do have to say second verse i can't stand because kelly's verse is the absolute worst on here like oh i'll make sure i stay skinny for you daddy i'll make sure blah blah and if i'm sleeping wake me up no you are crazy out of your damn mind <laughs> like okay here's the thing now i get that if she was like oh yeah you know turn me over later if you want to like you know when you get home from work like there's a conversation that you've had but don't let this be a precedent no 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 so i appreciate that the fact in the in the chorus you know uh because baby this is your day meaning this is a one night thing one night only <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny in the yeah. context of the album, the song yeah. does make total sense, kind of because yes. it's kind of near the beginning, right? So it's near the beginning of the yeah. relationship, you're in the honeymoon, honeymoon phase, and it's like, oh my God, like I'll do anything for you kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And I love the melody of the song. Yeah. But I think that what it is, is <laughs> you just released a few years ago, Independent Woman and Survivor. And I don't know, like all these girl power anthems. And then now you have a song where you're literally singing, let me serve you. I am your servant. I will say, though, they look beautiful in the music video. The choreo is nice. It's very elegant, um, Mm -hmm. like they're goddesses. Mm -hmm. Love the BET Awards performance, the extended version, like all those extra harmonies and lines that they use while the the three men are are getting ready to sit. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Also, shout out to this acoustic version that Mm. they actually performed 
one time from what I could find on YouTube. Because, you know, we haven't talked about too much about like their performance style, but yeah. they tended to lip sync the choruses and a lot of the backing vocals as well tended yes. to be really reliant on the backing track. So there would only be a few select moments in their concerts that you'd actually get true harmonies. Yeah. And yeah. so to hear them just do a song completely live <laughs> without any track at all is quite refreshing. So definitely go check that out. It's linked in the description. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, so moving on. During the massive world tour Destiny fulfilled. And loving it. The members announced in June 2005 at their Barcelona tour date that they had decided to retire the group and that they felt that the destiny of the group had been fulfilled. The group released the greatest hit album, Number Ones, in October 2005 to celebrate the group's success, and it included the single Stand Up For Love, which also served as the 2005 World Children's Day anthem. We love a cheesy farewell song, right? It's all the performances of this remind me of the end of Dreamgirls, you know? It's time to say goodbye, goodbye my, my love. love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, the song is beautiful. It's a tad generic. I don't think they wrote this one, right? Um, and you can kind of tell it's a very kind of generic power ballad, but the vocals are so good. The way they yes. built the harmonies throughout the song is so satisfying. And that final build with Michelle's yeah. verse and then them all like, Singing the chorus together is so beautiful. So as a goodbye song, I appreciate it. For a charity song, I appreciate it. But definitely not a favorite Destiny's Child song. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like this was like, oh, wow. This is going to yeah. knock emotions out the water. No. Yeah. Um, you know, this song, honestly, Beyonce and them were in their in their sponsorship bag. I remember around this time, Beyonce had sponsorships left and right. Like it was like McDonald's, Nintendo DS, Direct TV. Later yeah, L'Oreal was a big one, right? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, I remember the controversy with that one. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, L'Oreal, it was, she was everywhere, right? So this whole like, you know, Children's Day anthem, I get it has a deep meaning. I get it. But also very smart. Very smart. Mm -hmm. You immortalize the song with something very meaningful, you know? Um, again, like I said, I remember the deep meaning, but I remember the deals as well. And I think she was working on Dreamgirls around this time now. So like the whole like... I think we were about to get there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so she probably already had that because the song, the, the song of it sounds like, everyone has their own special dream. <laughs> like, it sounds like legit the title song, Dream. It sounds like that a little bit in the beginning. And toward the end, it, it gets a little gospel-y. Like the doom doom. If we I legit sing Michelle's part all the time. Like I legit right here, yeah. right now. Yeah, yes. like. She, <laughs> but yeah, she her part is like the best part. Um, the song is good, but again, it's like you said, it's not like whoa. So following the end of the Destiny fulfilled and loving it tour, and a few final performances in 2006 including an amazing rendition of the Star Spangled Banner at the NBA All-Star Game in 2006. 
the group has periodically reunited and have shown that their friendship still remains very strong. And as you mentioned earlier, all the members, including Beyonce, are actually no longer managed by Matthew. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> It's so interesting because, I mean, we can get more into this when we talk about their solo careers in a different episode, but he talks about Kelly and Michelle's solo careers, and he's like, I don't know why Kelly, like, tried to make it in the U.S. when she was bigger in the other countries. Like, I don't know why Michelle wanted to do a dance album when that wasn't her bag. Like, I was like, they just let them be creative, sir. It's one of those I know best kind of things. Like, exactly. I get it. You were successful with the one group, but subsequent groups like Bliss or Blush, whatever the hell he was oh, trying yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. I did not. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's also, I think he's so yeah. business oriented mm-hmm. and not a creative person. So he's mm-hmm. just thinking about what could give you the most success without also taking into account, like, the actual creative endeavor and the creative desires of the group. You know, yeah. So yeah. it makes sense. You know, Beyonce, she doesn't care about being commercially successful anymore as much. Right. You know. Right. So she, it makes sense that maybe Matthew was no longer right for her career. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it was around the four album, the four, which is crazy because it's like you dump your dad as a manager for the four album. The four album is not the biggest album you've had, and it's like what went into the album. Like I want to know so badly. Mm. I mean, the album wasn't bad. I don't know. The album wasn't bad. It's really good. A lot of her yeah, good songs album. are on the album, yeah. and it's just like what the heck happened? Was it because Matthew wasn't there? I guess all all the jokes I've made about him, not even joke, but all the things I've said about him being his mo and all this crap like that. He is very business minded, very Joe Jas- Jackson esque. Because no matter what you've said or what we, not you, but like what you you say or like anybody else says about their father the jacksons will always say joseph i'm here because of joseph Mm -hmm. i'm here because of father right Mm -hmm. so it's like same thing with the rest of them it's like you know say what you want to say but they got as far as they did because mr knowles was very determined yes at the price of so other people's kind of feelings, but he was very determined. But luckily, the girls all seem to have a really good relationship, even with Matthew, like not as a part of their whole thing. It's still good. They can actually meet up and like do collaborative things. Um, like, for example, Kelly and Michelle have appeared in a few of Beyonce's videos, including Get Me Bodied and also Superpower and Grow Woman. <laughs> We've also gotten a few new songs featuring all three members with Michelle's gospel anthem, Say Yes. Um, and Kelly also featured the other two on her album track, You changed and in 2013 to coincide with the release of the new destiny child compilation album love songs the group recorded a new song nuclear produced by pharrell williams yeah nuclear was a very disappointing though that song is not memorable at all (laughs) nuclear how do you put that in a dang chorus nuclear with you here no it's like you're trying to force it in no i can't the production's really cute though like it's, it's giving early you know no tears left to cry but it's still cute. We did get some fun performances as well. First, they performed Survivor at the Beyonce Experience Tour Stop in LA in 2007. Then in 2013, Kelly and Michelle were special guests for Beyonce's legendary Super Bowl halftime show. Oh my gosh, we watched that so many times together and I continue to just watch it all the time. Like that will, that's just ingrained in my brain now for sure. Uh, and then in 2015, Beyonce and Kelly were Michelle's special guests at the Stellar Awards for her performance of Say Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they call Beyonce's African dancing. 
Just say yes. <laughs> she was doing the most. <laughs> and most recently, as of this filming of this episode, in 2018, Beyonce included a Destiny's Child little moment in her homecoming concert at the Coachella Music Festival. Yes. Oh, that was great. Oh, my goodness. You know, mm -hmm. they looked great. I remember I remember what came out of those, like the memes that came out of it, like, um, <laughs> like Michelle, like booty popping. Michelle's not much of a booty popper, no. but there's a part of that that came out. They were like, doom, 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 doom. And everyone, doom, doom. And they, they played her. I was like, I'm going to leave Michelle alone. I, <laughs> I mentioned that because that got brought up a lot. And in the Netflix version of The Homecoming, that part's edited out so Michelle doesn't look bad. And again, it goes into what I was like saying, like whatever I was saying, like, oh, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. It did, again, it didn't reflect what Beyonce may have been feeling at the time. So I appreciate every huge moment in her life, she's brought these girls along, you know? And mm -hmm. this is not about her, but she remembers where she's come from without being like, well, <laughs> y'all were stepping stone. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really appreciate what she's done. Um, and I think all the times they've met up, the arrangements have been a little bit different. Some of it have been classic, like like the the super, the survivor, like the, getting sped up five thousand times. That that will never be. That'll never get old to me, right? Um, but then they'll do fun little things, and and she'll let them sing single lady verses, mm -hmm. or she'll let them sing parts of her song. Let them take the middle part. Um, on occasion, she gives the whole get back to your spot look. But aside from that, like she really <laughs> <laughs> incorporates them really well in her her life now, and they all talk about each other so fondly which i appreciate because mm -hmm. you can tell like whatever happened business wise whatever was said between them they understood what it was really about like hey listen it's not because i want this to happen to us mm -hmm. but it is happening you know i don't know what it was said but it just it gives that kind of feeling where the air has been cleared or if something ever has come yeah. up they discussed it the friendship you know? transcends all the business dealings for sure which is great yeah it's interesting looking at this list of reunions because it is it does actually feel very well planned. Like they give us just enough to kind of keep the fans fed and keep the excitement there, but we still want more, right? Yeah. And it's and and the buzz is always so good. Like the buzz before the Super Bowl performance cuz everyone knew it. Everyone yeah. knew that they were going to that Kelly and Michelle were going to come out, but of course they were like, "No, we're not in it," you know, <laughs> like in yeah, all yeah. the interviews. <laughs> um and then Coachella, oh that Coachella set, it made me yearn for a full reunion tour. Like they added so many extra harmonies. The yeah. way they used the Say My Name remix as a little yeah. transition into Soldier. Yeah. Like Beyonce's tour arrangements, they have just gotten better and better through time. Like the way she interpolates her own songs and yes. the way she transitions and the way she uses samples and her mm -hmm. band is like, powerhouses you know and there's yeah. horns and there's strings and it's just insane like can you imagine her taking everything she's learned and applying that to like destiny's child's full discography yeah it needs to happen please universe yes um but yeah i'm very curious kind of what they do next like i wonder if we will ever get another studio album or more songs or anything or if we're still just going to keep getting these little reunions every once in a while mm. they they're all in a very different place in their lives yeah so yeah you know there's always rumors and the three of them never really acknowledge those rumors 
So it's a I tough call. It's a tough call. I mean, like, you know, they could say, yeah, let's do it. And then something come, happens like Kelly has another kid or something like she has her kids, mm -hmm. if I'm mistaken. Yeah. Michelle does not. Mm -hmm. I think she's actually like she was on a, a show with some guy that she was dating at one point, some guy named Chad. But like, <laughs> you know, like you said, different parts. And then Beyonce is now doing Renaissance and is actually going on tour, but has promised two more ver two more albums of that. So what does that look like yeah. for her in the next X amount? Like, let's, say, let's just say five years, the next four or five years like that. <sighs> Hey, if you are a Beyonce fan, a Kelly fan, a Michelle fan, if you're an OG4 fan, DC4 fan, let us know what you guys expect. Maybe a full-on reunion. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but fans keep saying, oh my God, oh, you know, like the toy. The yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it can all like, nah, I don't think it's ever going to happen. It is nice though, having seen, I think like Latoya and Michelle have taken some photos together on like a red carpet and stuff. Yeah. So it's nice to see. Everything's water under the bridge, even between, you know, the former members as well. So that's good to see. But yeah, I don't see Latoya and Latavia ever being included in any sort of reunion. That'd be crazy. Can you imagine? That'd be wild. Yeah, no. <laughs> and that, I feel like that would also kind of diminish some of Michelle's yeah. contributions as well. Yeah. It would, it would. It's so weird. Like I said, the, the whole thing is strange. Like with the Sugar Babe fans, you have fans like, we want the OG3, even though one member was with them for like several albums, you know? So again, if you don't know who the Sugar Babes are, definitely check out our Pop 101 of the Sugar Babes featured on our Pop 101 series here on the channel. But I think we are ready to talk about our favorite songs, though. We talked about a lot of the singles, but... We got to talk about some discography highlights. Um, so if you're a fan, definitely drop yours in the comments below and let us know what you your favorite B-sides are, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. So first up for our recommendations, we have CCTV crew member Emily, and she recommends Dangerously in Love from the Survivor album. Yeah, so this one's an interesting choice because Beyonce would eventually re-record the song for her debut solo album and even name her album after this song. So a lot of people don't actually know that the first version is actually a Destiny's Child song. <laughs> but yes, Emily says that the group version is classic R&B. She loves the feels and the emotions in there. And it's a great song to sing along to or at karaoke whenever you need a song to belt. <laughs> and the five minute ending that she does on, on the concert. concert. Yeah, I think that's amazing. <laughs> but yes, uh, another CCTV listener, Maya, the one I mentioned earlier, um, actually recommends t shirt from the Destiny Fulfilled album. <laughs> She loves the grown woman quality of it. And she also agrees with you in the slot of the album, like being in the sequence of the album just makes sense. It just feels good. The whole album, as she said, is, and I quote, a vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do love how delicate the vocals are in T-shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. it's a nice switch up from kind of the power vocal that Beyonce oh, yeah. is known for. Oh <laughs> yes. So our next viewer recommendation is from Yashni, who also wanted to recommend a song. And she chose Temptation from the Writings on the Wall album. She says that as a young kid, she had no idea what this song was about, but 
She loves the seductive groove of it and Beyonce's vocal styling, and it is quite unique and different from the other Destiny's Child songs. You know, I, I agree with her. Um, if you get past the lyrics, it's actually a really good top line. Like, it's not... <laughs> I love how low it is, too. Yes, it's just too bad that the lyrics are, again, about infidelity. Yeah, yeah not great. All right, so now it's time for my choice. And I choose Free from Destiny Fulfilled. So I love Free, and you mentioned it earlier. It's so fun to sing along to that <laughs> chorus because it just feels so light. Mm-hmm. Like it, it genuinely feels like, and, and part of where it is in the album as well, like they're finally kind of over the situation and they're ready mm-hmm. to move on. And mm-hmm. you can really feel that. And it has this kind of like 60s, 70s hippie vibe with like the yeah. soul and funk influences. So yeah, one of the highlights for sure. And, and again, very different from the stuff we had heard from the group prior to that. My pick is going to be Where'd You Go from the Writings on the Wall album. the song because of the cadence and the instrumental is definitely my favorite in terms of like that old school like y2k style um and even though the producer is not my favorite person uh chris stokes is a great producer and that style the way the 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 drums are kind of syncopated the guitar all these kinds of things you hear it in groups now to this day like before it was like he did it with immature was one of his first groups and they like b2k and then obviously with uh, other groups and other singers but you hear it in flows music now even with the song feature me so that mm. style that you guys were like oh my god what is that i like it so much sounds like you can it is technically chris stokes style i cannot stand this man because what he's done to raz b but um allegedly 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 um uh, but i do like the style of music that was spawned because of his his own creativity so yeah nice good choice mm-hmm. and there's so many other ones that we could have oh, chosen yeah. too their discography is so strong yeah it is and it sucks because like the song i just mentioned you hear latavia sing like the first little where did you go and it's the only time you ever get to hear this girl <laughs> you know <laughs> again they had so many different tones in this group and i wish they would have utilized it more i feel like that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. flaws with this group like they had so many different tones and they didn't use a lot utilize it more like yeah mm-hmm. they may have been okay doing background but if you don't have no one telling you that you can do more you probably won't believe that you can do more until you get the opportunity to do it. And I wish the girls would have had a little bit more because, man, it would just added so much, you know, sabor, like a lot of flavor, you know, to the whole overall sound of the group. But it's all good. Still good songs. Still good songs. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, class is dismissed. All right. So CCTV crew, what do you all think about Destiny's Child and all the different aspects of this group that we've discussed in this episode? Please let us know your thoughts in the comments below or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media. Hang out with us and the crew on Patreon. You get priority choice to decide our next episode topics and also which artists we feature on the Pop 101 series. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying the show on a podcast platform, please give us a follow, rating, and review. Until next time, that's Shan. That's Chris. And we're signing off. 
from CCTV, the nonstop pop show.